Hello, I'm Martin Mercer. And I'm James Mastriani. You've never heard of us. We're two Brits who grew up in North London and have had varying success in the film and television industry. In our ever-advancing age, we find ourselves on... The The Wrong wrong Side of of Hollywood. In our series of podcasts, we'll share our experiences of what it's like being a British bloke living and working... Or not. ...in the biz. We'll discuss everything from fish and chips to things that wind us up. So stay with us. It's all uphill from here. This podcast may contain strong language. If you're of a sensitive nature or easily offended, we invite you to, as they say in Blighty, jog on. Thanks to our dear listeners like you, the Wrong Side of Hollywood podcast is made possible by donations from our Patreon members. Whether it be a one-off or a generous monthly contribution, why not consider heading over to patreon.com forward slash the wrong side of Hollywood. There you can become a member and have access to behind the scenes videos and other exclusive content. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and one other thing. I just want to shout out to Pete Shainer for alerting me to this wonderful Descript software. Yeah, fantastic. And also to Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, and his 7 Million Bikes podcasts on Insta and Facebook. Yeah, they are great. Highly recommend you checking them out. Hello, mate. Hello. <laughs> Why is you it know? you always crack up laughing when we start recording? No, I know. It was the octave of your voice. It was just, hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Yeah, hi. Uh, lovely to see you again. It's been a bit of a while. It has. You know, you've been working hard on the other two episodes. And, and <laughs> great, because you've got quite a few listeners right now, haven't we? Yes. No, but we do owe a debt of gratitude to James W. Bates for spending three hours with us. Yes, so that was excellent. And we've got some new people listening to us. So it's fantastic. Welcome, welcome. And today, we've got a few things to talk about, but it's sort of held all to the bag of poop, as it were, is all held together by the title Survival in a Tech Bro World. Right. Because we are two silver surfers. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Wait, I thought Silver Surfer was an evil character in the Marvel Universe. That's Silver Surfer. We are Silver Surfers uh, of the... It's the same one, isn't it? Yeah. But no, the Silver Surfer is referring to elderly people... I don't like to use the word elderly with us, but... Geriatric. Yeah, that's got a better (laughs) ring. (laughs) Mature people on the near side of death who use the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. This is a rabbit hole you're going down. I know, I know. Mm. But but the idea... Reel you back in. Yeah, reel me back in. But the idea is is that we weren't born with the iPhone, we weren't born with the iPad or the, the computer and so on and so forth. We've had to learn it, but actually at quite a late stage of our lives. I mean, you actually were much more, when we were kids, you had a computer. What was it called? A Commodore 64. Oh, that's right. And I remember coming round and you had the tower games, those towers going... Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, what was that? Kind of like a Star Wars-y type thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you had that. So you've always been much more tech-minded than me, um, but I think 1999 was the first time I got Photoshop, for instance, and I went out. Oh, yeah, but when did you get your first computer? 1999. Oh, right, okay, well, there you go. (laughs) And it was a Macintosh laptop, and it was 
black right. and a kind of curvy shaped thing. Mm-hmm. And you remember they had those adverts with all the different colored oh, IMAX? Yeah, yeah. think the, differently. I, that, yeah. Was, that was their slogan back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Think different. Yes, yeah. that's right. And it was, uh, you know, they looked like kind of hair dryers, didn't they? Multicolored hair dryers. You oh, know, you're they, talking about the uh, the IMAX, the, yes. the very first IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Before that, they were these square blocks right. kind of thing, gray. But anyway, so we kind of, at a later stage in life, we got into all that and you know, I have a young son and he's 11. I have to ask him, you know, this is a, a complaint that most parents have, I think, of our generation if you became a parent later on in life. So, so hold on. What you're saying is that your son, Lucas, yes. knows more about tech than you do. Oh, yeah. I'm like, son, as you get rid of the bottom? Oh, son, 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 son. <laughs> you know, bless him. He's like, oh, come, Dad. You know, and he gives me grief. But what is strange, it's not like he studied his stuff. It's like they already know. That's what I find intriguing. They're born with it. They've popped out the old womb and boom, they're in there. They're plugged in and they're into it straight away. We're in the matrix. That's right. Do you take the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be talking about, we're doing this podcast. It's a fun thing, but we'd like people to listen. Yep. It gives meaning to it. Mm. And the meaning being that we're offering hopefully something, if it's a laugh, you know, make somebody smile. They're feeling pissed off. They're driving to work. To me, that's amazing to be able to do that and imparting information. Yeah, right. You know. So what you got? So we're going to talk about that. But the first section is our dunk love section. Dunk love. Dunk love. Now where? explain that for the people that aren't sure what that means. Now being Brits, of course, I remembered when you pitched the idea to me what it meant, but there were other people who have no idea what that means. No, and you're being very generous to yourself because, <laughs> because I presented you with the T-shirt design and you were like, uh Dunk love, mate. What's going on here? And I was like... I I don't remember. No. I was like, see the biscuit in the hand and the teacup underneath it? Dunking. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. So we've launched a line of T-shirts and Dunk Love was an idea that popped into my head and my lovely wife, Sal, helped me with the graphics. And so we thought we'd incorporate that into the show because we do like talking about food. This session, we're going to be talking about the Chinese Moon Festival and they have what we call moon cake. And it's quite a chunky block and it's filled with egg yolk, lotus seed paste. And it's the second most important festival in China after the Chinese New Year. So, you know. And just for the record, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of it, but as it's a special day, I will partake. You will hold your nose, open your mouth and enjoy. <laughs> Check, please, said the actress to the bishop. Um, <laughs> it was a royal sacrificial ceremony associated with moon worshipping and growing of crops, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we talked about Easter. All those sort of religions, as it were, yeah. came from, oh, we've got food. We're not dead. Let's thank something. Oh, right. what's that big <clears throat> rock in the sky that's glowing at night? That'll do. And so they did that, and it's gone over 3,000 years. And the calendar changes every year because the lunar calendar. But it's very significant even for now because the moon represents a circle and the fulfilment of family reunion. So you're completing the family circle. And yeah, I think it's lovely. And the cake I love. And I think Lucas likes it. And we're going to have that with some tea. I will put the kettle on. Lovely. (laughs) I was just going to say, based on our last podcast where none of us could say, what's the word, Martin? 
Schnaffenstrudel? Yes. Otherwise known as Schadenfreude, which probably I'm butchering that too, but we've had many of our German friends chime in mm. and they say it's pronounced like this. Schadenfreude. 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 Oh, right. So how do you say it now, Martin? You say it like this. Schnaffenstrudel. Yeah. Martin's never going to get it. Nope. <laughs> Germans. <laughs> so, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. A very small little guest. Could fit him into your pocket. And it's my dear son, Lucas. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm well, a child. You are. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Lucas. Yeah, welcome. And the thing is, Lucas, we got you here because you're sort of our inch-high tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> is that a comfortable title for you? That's pretty good. So, Lucas, as we were explaining to our listeners, we're a bit of the silver surfer set, meaning that we're a bit old-ish. James is old, and I'm old-ish. Older. Uh, but James is very good with the tech, but I was explaining I'm terrible, and many times... I come to you and I ask you for the TV and how do you do this? Even on Procreate, which is a fantastic painting program and illustration on the, program. On the iPad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Lucas, uh, and I get all frustrated. I get all constipated. And Lucas is just like, uh, Dad, you know. So the thing is, son, how is it? How do you know this stuff? What do you do? Because I see you're on YouTube a lot. What, what goes on? How do you do it? So basically, when I'm on YouTube... I'm usually just looking for Roblox videos. Cause, Roblox? Yeah, I like Roblox. What's that? Um, it's a platform that supports, like, millions of games people can make. So it's like Scratch. Do you know what Scratch is? No, no. idea, mate. Well, it's like this small coding website. Okay. Right? It's 2D. All right. It can be 3D, too. But Roblox is just basically Scratch, but 3D. Wow. Okay. Mm. And are you learning to do all this stuff, or are you just watching the videos? I've attempted <laughs> at making a simulator. Oh. And lots of buggy wuggies. What's a buggy wuggy? Okay, so Bugs. whenever you code something in Roblox, if there's bad code Ooh. or it's like there's a bug, something red will show up. Right. Now, my last game hasn't been published yet, right? But it was called Spawn Among Us Simulator. Why did I know that Among Us was going to be in the title? It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, before we go any further, your dad has brought us some very nice little, um, well, I say nice, I haven't had it yet. Uh, what is it exactly? This is our dunk love sections, Lucas. You know all about dunking because even though you are an American, you have a British dad and my favourite hobby is dunking really? biscuits into liquid yeah. such who, as tea. Who is his father? I don't know. Yes. I've never met him. I dunk chocolate chip cookies in milk. There you go. There you go. See, that's a very Good American man. thing. Excellent. Well, well done. So today, as we said, is the coming into the Chinese Moon Festival. Right, son? Mm -hmm. And because your mum is Chinese, which means you're part Chinese too, what's the Moon Festival about? Well, basically, it's about worshipping the moon. Excellent. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, I am going to open this lovely tin because it's presented quite nicely. There's a nice red tin. There we go. And here it is. Now, the cake itself is this beautifully sculpted pastry. It's got all this filigree on it. And inside, 
they have lotus paste and James's favourite, preserved egg yolk. Mm. And he just loves it. He loves the look of it and he loves the taste of it. Now, I've pre-cut these already. Just like <laughs> I did on Blue Peter. Yeah, Blue Peter, yeah. Here's yes. one we made we're, earlier. We're, anyway. So here we have it. So if you'd like to taste it, Lucas. And, and also got this lovely cup of tea, which yes. mine happens to be mint today. Right. And ours is a sort of yerba mate with lemon. So I've got the yerba mate, son, because it'll give you a little bit of a boost. It's child-friendly caffeine. All right. Well, look, I'm going to yeah. tuck into this very suspect pie. <laughs> uh, I'm being videoed. Thank you, Sal. Uh. Go on. He loves it. Can't get enough. Cement in his mouth, he says. Did you get the yolk? You love the yolk. You hate the yolk. I'm going to try some. Right. You can try some. You've had some before, Lucy. But definitely not my bag. You don't Why don't you dunk it? That. Um, it tastes like fermented chocolate chip brownies. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No. I'm going to taste the yolk, actually. Go on, taste the yolk. <laughs> no, thank you. No, you see? No. That was my mistake. I, I ate the part with the yolk in it first. The rest of it's not bad. Well, what you didn't do is you didn't dunk it like this. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I, mm. No. No, put hairs on your chest. It's a bit stodgy. And I mean that in a sort of like... Yeah. No. It is delicious. <sighs> now, I'll tell you what it's like. You what, bite through the pastry. Like paste. Well, the pastry's not flaky, so it's quite soft. It's almost marzipan-y. And then you come into the centre, and that's quite nutty. It's kind of lotus seed nutty. And then you've got the egg, and the egg's quite dry, but you get a sulphur hit. No, I disagree. That put the paste in pastry. <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet, though. I'll kind of mm. write you that. It is sweet, but it's just very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it? You just don't it's, like it, it's James. dodge. Dodgy. No, not dodgy. Stodge. No, I like that. Which dodgy, like, dodgy, stodgy. Stodgy dodge. Dodgy stodge. No, it's all right. Mm. Just the texture is not my bag. Mm. It's all right, but it's... Oh, now we've got to watch our language on this one because we've got a young one here. Yes. Hello. I'm going to really have to curtail myself. Mm. So, Lucas, uh, that's the dunk section. And Dad, I think you should be on the Great British Bake Off to judge the pastries because you were like explaining it's not very flaky, it's so pasty, and all that. That could be the Martin Hollywood of the wrong side of Hollywood wrong, Bake yeah, Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could do that. So, um, Lucas, mine, mine, your dad and I, we were watching some YouTube videos the other day, and I am learning a lot about podcasting from this guy called Pat Flynn. And he's a great podcaster, and he's got many, many different online videos on YouTube. And while we were watching this video, one of his pointers that he said to people starting out is to get other podcasters and other celebrities in the same field on your podcast. And he mentioned Mr. Beast. And when that came up, your dad went, oh, Lucas knows all about Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. So what do you know about Mr. Beast? And Lucas, you've been going on about Mr. Beast for a long time. So, do carry on. Okay, well, Mr. Beast is basically a philanthropist, a businessman, and an influencer. So he has a second channel called Beast Philanthropy, and he helps kids in Africa and stuff. But that's a boring bit. 
So I have a good memory of your Mr. Beast experience. Oh. <laughs> is that Lucas was going on forever about, how on a Mr. Beast burger? And I was like, Mr. Beast burger? What on earth is it? I've never heard of it. And recently, especially after the pandemic, you've got these kitchens set up. And what they do is they're like a mobile kitchen and they actually cook food for companies that you already know. So there might be a restaurant and they'll cook the food for that and it's delivered and so on and so right. forth. And so Mr. Beast had this kitchen you could only order online. Well, I didn't know that. And so I was like, well, Lucas, where's this kitchen? And he goes, oh, it's somewhere on Ventura Boulevard, which is over the hill in Studio City. That's not over a hill. That's no, down. it's over the hill from Los Angeles. Dad, can Central. I interject for a second? Yes. It's called a ghost kitchen. A ghost kitchen. There you go. Oh, I love it's it. It's like it's a kitchen. That's behind the scenes. Ah, okay. Yeah. I like that. A kitchen now, behind basically, the scenes. basically, what happened was me and my dad went there and my mom was too chicken, chicken, so she didn't come with us. <laughs> so we walked up to the caravan, right? And we were like, hello, is this Mr. Wraithburger? And they were like, yeah, but this is a goat's kitchen. We only did deliveries. But they were really nice, and they made it for us anyway, and they gave it to us for free. Wow. Yeah, and we also got some stickers, which I still have. I think, Dad, you have them somewhere? Yeah. Uh, yes, son. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I still actually have the bag because it's an experience. But anyway, the burger tasted quite like... So you know In-N-Out Burger, mm -hmm. right? So it basically tasted like an In-N-Out burger, right? But times two patties, less seasoning, well, more seasoning because they literally had so much salt. And like, did I say very little cheese? Yeah, I did. But it didn't taste bad. But it was good, right? It was not the best. We'll cut this bit, Lucas, because yeah. we're trying to get him to like yeah. us. Yeah. It's not the beast. It was not the beast. Okay. So it was fabulous, wasn't it, Lucas? It was... <laughs> okay. It was good okay but it could have used some improvement i think if they hired my mom to put some asian flair in there oh probably be good yeah yeah right. i'll drink to that but yeah. they also have other products now i don't know if dad knows or you but they have like chocolates that's right and they have gummies feastables they do yeah, feastable they bars do. yeah now sorry lucas but apparently in 2023 which is, uh, that's actually now. Um, but Mr. Beast actually wasn't too happy with the Beast Burger. He was worried about quality control. He seems to be a guy who really is actually concerned with how his image is and the quality of his goods. And he actually said he signed a bad deal with virtual dining concepts mm. and he wasn't too happy with it. So it's quite interesting that you noticed that it wasn't as best as it could have been. Yeah, yeah, but that was quite fun, wasn't it? When they gave it to us and they gave us everything for nothing. And I thought that was really sweet. It was right. really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of his stunts and his videos that he does? Because they're a little nuts, right? Yeah, they're nuts, but they're pretty cool. Usually most of his stunts cost the amount of money to make a short movie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he like spends one million digging a huge hole. This is one of his recent videos, and he spends $3 million on a train. Mad. And his personal train. And then, I forgot, I think it was, like, cars, yeah. It was one tank and two school buses. Yeah, that must nah. cost, like, it's a small, $4 million. Yeah, it's yeah. a small film budget, basically. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, a small film budget. Yeah. He did say that he spends a lot of time in the setup, like, months and months planning all this stuff. 
Oh yeah, before he does. they actually shoot it. Yeah, they do. Which is why they only do like one every couple of months. But yeah. I was like, wow, that's a heck of a budget. But the thing is, Lucas, at the start of this, right at the start, he came from nothing. He's very young. He's in his twenties. Oh, yeah. He started when he was thirteen, didn't yeah. he? The video that was his rise to fame is him counting to a hundred thousand nonstop. This is what myself and Hoff don't really get and we get really frustrated and tormented because you get this stuff i mean i've got to be honest a bloke counting to what was it 20 no a hundred thousand a hundred thousand i suppose that's designed to catch you like a little spider in the web yeah it's a slight or difference. a fly even what's that it's a slight difference yeah i can count to 20 on the web right. <laughs> no one will want to watch that why but the thing is, is he did that. He had all these videos. But we, as elder gentlemen, we find so frustrating. Speak it for worked yourself. and he became so successful. If I'm being honest, I don't really know how he did it without just singular video. But I'm guessing at that timeline, it was a hit. Mm. Yeah. So, but he'd done other videos. Yes. Yeah, he already did other videos. So but my... that was his first video to get at least a million views and likes. Right. But Lucas, you told me something very interesting about how it all works. How many likes you have to get with YouTube. What happens then? Okay, so usually with YouTube, to start earning an income, <laughs> usually <laughs> yeah. you have to get at least 1,000 to 10,000 followers or subscribers to even start earning like five dollars a month wow mm -hmm. yeah did you hear that everybody start liking start dinging that bell yeah like and subscribe people ding 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 <laughs> ding so you have to get a what was it ten thousand no no a thousand to ten thousand so it could be anywhere in between okay so let's say next week we get 30,000 likes on our YouTube yes, please. channel. Uh, the wrong side of Hollywood YouTube. Okay. Uh, so right. if you get 30,000, you'd get $30 if you had in between 1,000 to 10,000 subs. Oh, blimey. So what's the minimum amount of subscribers you need to be able to put an online shop up? You mean like in, an in, ad? In YouTube. No, not an ad, but your own online shop in YouTube. Okay, so you can have it any time. You can link shops. Oh, you can link shops? Yeah, link shops. And if you say at the end of your video, check out our shop, it's really good products. And if they want to buy something, they can click it and they'd be sent to your website. All right. So it seems so to be the word viral. That For us old timers, a virus is a bad thing. You don't want to get one. But in your world, viral. the world you were born in, you have to get viral, right? It's viral, yeah. 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 Well, you don't have to do it. But one thing to get, like, lots of views is to start making some YouTube shorts. Now, oh. YouTube shorts is like TikTok. People just mindlessly scroll. Yeah. So, like, even if they skip your video, you're getting that view. Right. So, if you put a couple, like, YouTube shorts, people just keep scrolling. They see it constant times. You're going to get more views, and people are going to think, wow. This guy is so cool and famous, right? They yeah. think that from just seeing the amount of views you're getting. Have you mindlessly scrolled through our channel and got your friends to do the same? I've told them about it, but they're not that interested. Uh, they're not interested. They're not cultured. I'm wondering if we're... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Absolutely correct, and you are. 
I'm just wondering if we should get Lucas to be our marketing manager for Well, I do. I think so. Okay, son, three tips from you. How do we get some more? How do we boost our viewership? Well, you could get some clout. Clout? Yeah. Well, how much is that? (laughs) So basically, there are like YouTubers, right, that are more famous than you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Us. Sometimes they host shout out. Right. Now, do you know what a shout-out is? Shout-out! Yeah, we did it earlier this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, it's basically mentioning someone and urging your fans to check them out. Now, a while back, Mr. Beast did something like that, mm. right? Oh. To a very small YouTuber, like only 100 people. Right. That's, That's us. right. I remember that. Yeah. That was on his thing. Yeah, but yeah. I can't remember who it and was then, he did. Right. like, a couple months later, 100,000 subs. Mm-hmm. Wow. From Mr. Beast. And then that guy... He made so much money, he thanked Mr. Beast by giving him, like, a couple hundred. He donated it on a live stream. Wow. He does donate a lot, doesn't he? He did cataract operations, yep. hearing aid. Now, me being partially deaf myself, you know, it really touched my heart, actually. I saw it when he went to Mexico, and there was an old lady there in her 70s, and she'd never heard her granddaughter, and he gave her this hearing aid. I mean, you can be cynical, but I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, cool. So that's number one then. So we need shout outs. Number yeah. two? Mm, let me think. Um, also, dang, that tea is zesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. One of them is weird price changes. Now, I have a mom. And she likes to shop a lot. Oh, yeah. My boy knows it. Usually, shop owners put their stuff at, like, let's say, a million dollars ninety-nine. Yeah. Right? She shops all that. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, if it was a million dollars and one, um, people won't really be attracted to it. Now, for some reason, scents, they attract people. They're like... This thing's for, like, cents? Like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So what you're saying is if you said it was, like, 999,999.99 cents, people would be more tempted to buy it rather than saying it's a million bucks. But I know how to get in my mom's, um, uh, what's it called? Amazon. Don't look at her, Lucas. She's not here. No. Okay. (laughs) I know how to get into my mom's Amazon history. So oh. I I can tell what she bought. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So that's how I've been knowing what my Christmas presents are, right? <laughs> now, Amazon is a secret link to Santa. So she's been emailing what I want to Santa, right? And then she's been paying for it. But anyway, I find she buys more things that are like a Among Us figurine for $100.89. Now, there's a lot of 89 cents. I only see 10 99 cents. So, on your shop, I help my mom put 89 cents on everything. 89 cents? Yeah. Okay. And if they give you a tip, it'll round up to more money. Oh. If they do, like, let's say 30%, it only gives you $1 more, it'll round up to $2. Wow. Okay. So tip number two is round your prices to the lowest common denominator. 
Well, just make sure it's the price plus 99 cents. Yeah. So it's under the Is it 99 price. cents or 89 cents? It can well, be either. Oh, you see, that's a good uh, point. I think 89 cents feels less painful to one's wallet than yeah. 99 cents. Oh, yeah, but aesthetically what you look for, is it 49.99 or $50 or is it 49.89? No. Yeah. Okay, so point number three. Okay, so this is more like a later tip when you're like famous and you're able to pay me thousands of dollars for Robux. Right. What you want to do is try and get a sponsor. Ooh. Oh. Good point. Good point, son. Yes. Right. Now, where we get our local supply of British candy. Yes. Right? What's the shop called? A good question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, BritishSweet.com shop. That's the pretend name for it. It has little index cards next to the exit. Okay. Now, when we were shopping there for some candy. Crunchy, for yeah, instance, crunchy, which we have a here. crunchy bar. Curly worthy. Um, well, I saw some dentist cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, call Among Us, Among Us, Among Us dot GG to get free dentistry for years. So these were on the door on the way out sort of thing. Those were on the door on the way out. So So what you're saying is we could go to these places, ask them for permission to put our info there, and in return of us advertising for them, they'll give us either cash or more candy. And then you go to the dentist as your teeth fall out. No, no, no. That's not how it works. You pay them to advertise for you. Hey. You mean I've got to take money out my pocket? No, 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 no. But there's always a compromise. You can say, if you tell your customers to check us out, we'll tell our customers to check you out. So quid pro quo. Yeah. Which is Latin for you do me a favour and I'll do you a favour. The final question, Lucas, because we don't want to keep you here all day. But the final question is influence and the effect of screen time because... You know, mum and dad sort of like, Lucas, get off that bloody screen. We've been on it all day, so on and so forth. But you say that to what, an 11 what, year old. What is that like? What's that? You say that to an 11 year old. Bloody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could say worse, and I don't. So, how do you feel as a kid? You've got into the screen with the pandemic. The pandemic came along, you had to do all your schooling from the computer, and the next thing we know, boom, it's glued to the iPad. Is that accurate? How do you see it from a kid's point well. of view? If COVID never happened, I'd probably be like, la la la, throwing bombs in the air, learning how to make fire. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not really, but it would be less screen time. I would probably only watch TV because if you remember, I didn't play many games. Right. But it is difficult to turn it off. Yeah. Because you get how you're in the middle of something and you can't turn it off because if you do, you'll lose all your progress. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if it's a little bit addicting, isn't it? Because you're playing games. But the interesting thing is, I must say, Lucas, remember you had your eyes tested the other day and the doctor said you've got twenty twenty vision again. And we came up with the solution that it was probably because you're gaming and your eyes are flicking all over the screen. It's probably popped them back to normal. Okay, so the reason why that happened is because I only play games with lots of movement. So I have to watch for like the projectiles come from, I have to learn where to block, I have to learn where to attack. And like Roblox has some really good games. Some of them are called multi-sense simulator. Okay. And basically these NPCs are attacking you. Mm. And they're super fast and you just have to use your eyes. It's probably why. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. on your small computer screen, right? Or is that on your iPad? My iPad. Wow. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine what that'd be like on a massive TV screen? Shush. No. Oh. He doesn't need to hear this information. What about the- Uncle Hoff? Virtual reality. No. Yeah, God. He'd take that off. He'd have black pits for eyes. It's ridiculous. So- no, we'd just do implants. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I've never Children act- of men. Your I've father's ne- going to get that for you for your birthday <laughs> next year. No. No, thank yeah. you. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. The thing yeah. is, I've never really been attracted to all that modern VR gaming stuff. What is wrong with you, child? Good lad, son. Now, the reason why is because I don't care about being in the world. Because, like, I still have a little bit of sense in me. So I know if I'm immersed in that world, I won't want to come out and live the real world. Wise man. They have made movies about this, Lucas. Yeah, they have. No, not yet. Yeah. I'm going to make one right now. It's a great idea. <laughs> Hollywood! <laughs> But why do you need to be in the virtual world? Isn't it enough just to play as a character in that world? You don't need to be in it. Right. It's too much for the brain to comprehend. Yeah. For some people, it's fine because they buy all these like PS5s, Xboxes, all these controllers, and they have these big game rooms, like 360 vision Mm -hmm. for their computers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't need it. No. All my dad has provided for me is an old keyboard, Alienware, and like... All he has provided for you, that's all. Yeah. It's called poverty, son. He's a bit tight, isn't he? um, (laughs) And a fairly old mouse. But it serves me well. I can play games that no kid can play, even with their Nintendo or PS5. That's right. Right? Unless they've got emulators. They don't have emulators. Okay. Thank you, son. You've been absolutely wonderful. What a wonderful note to end on. Thank you very much, My pocketbook closes and salutes you. Don't buy your kids random stuff, except Robux. Robux is good. And, Lucas, just to end on a note, talking to B-Box, what about... No? (laughs) If you want to. What about you? One, two, three. Come on, Uncle James, join in. Just, no. I, I, I... Go on, do a one person. It's all on you. The, do the, a one. Yeah, do one. Come on. I'm Come on, let's hear it. Come on. Oh, God. Come on. Look, look, just do this. <laughs> that, that's a number two, Lucas. Come on, try one. On that bombshell, I think we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Thank you, son. Thank you, Love Lucas. You very much. I'm going to go play Roblox now. All right, you enjoy yourself. What about homework? You never know. Oh, you've been told. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Thank you. you. See ya. Before we go, we bring you our... Fact check! Fact check! Fact check! Fact check segment. Here, with the benefit of hindsight... And editing. We can own up to our mistakes. (laughs) So, Mark, just a quick question. Yes. Does Sal really spend a million dollars when she goes shopping? (laughs) Hardly. I don't think the doll card will cover it. I thought so. Yeah. 
James. The Silver Surfer is a powerful and noble character who represents the struggle between good and evil and the search for redemption. His character has been interpreted as a metaphor for humanity's own quest for meaning and purpose, and he remains one of Marvel's most iconic and beloved characters. Right, well, I have been corrected, as my friend Martin would say. That's right. And I have one for you too. Hmm. Back in James Bates's episode, Andre the Giant did not do a 10-minute fart, Martin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, would, that would be quite something. Wouldn't it? I suppose, even uh, for a man of his size. Apparently, it was a 16-second fart. Okay. It's quite a difference. I suppose so, but still deadly. <laughs> <laughs> On that brown note, <laughs> see you next time. And you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>